The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Today in the Chokeslam Wrestling Report, we are going to go through some WWE news that happened two days ago with the um, uh, Bailey's injury. Plus, we're going to be talking about some um, Jimmy Uso's. Plus, Tony Storm supposedly coming up to the SmackDown uh, roster. We're going to have that. Many more news and rumors on the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. Welcome to another episode of the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. I am your host, the infamous Ultimate One from New York City. And today we are doing behind the curtain uh, news and rumors. We're going to have bring up a topic that happened on Friday. And that topic, first of all, is Bailey. Uh, Bailey supposedly was training at the Performance Center. And for some untold reason, she got hurt. Uh, I think the word is her ACL. She out for nine months. She was supposed to wrestle uh, Bianca Belair. I think it was a, I think a full count anywhere match. I'm not sure because I don't really follow WWE. But uh, she was supposed to wrestle Bianca Belair. I think it's next week at Money to Bank. But upon, but like I said, she got hurt on Friday uh, doing a um, workout, um, whatever. Now. Everybody was wondering who was going to take her place. And I figured, well, you know, you could put somebody in there and, and, you know, that, you know, deserves it. Somebody that maybe, uh, uh, you know, uh, Naomi, you could bring somebody from, you know, from the uh, Sasha Banks. No, they went and they gave the title match to Carmella. Now, Carmella, first of all, she was brought back. After being absent for God knows how long, and she was doing the uh, the uh, thing with R-Truth for a while. So, hold on one second. Let me get this drink on. I'm a little parched. But anyway, yeah, so they had Carmella running around with R-Truth. She disappeared. She came back. Had a title match, I believe, was with Sasha Banks. Lost that. And out of nowhere... They just go and this girl, I don't know if she's even wrestled. She could have gave the title match to Liv Morgan. You could have gave the title match to probably, uh, uh, what's her name, Natalia. You could have gave it to, to somebody unexpectedly. You could have gave it to uh, I mean, Tamina. I mean, Tamina's nowhere in the top five ranking. But then again, WWE does not use the ranking system. So why give it to Carmella? And that goes to show you that WWE when they had Rouse, uh, Ronda Rousey in that um, in that realm in the in the, the women's division, and she was pretty much uh, was part of the evolution of wrestling. 
you know, uh, they try to mess that up right away by bringing in Nikki Bella. And, and I know, know a lot of Nikki Bella fans and, and, you know, all their feelings get hurt when you talk back about Nikki Bella and the Bella Twins, which the Bella Twins are garbage. And I'm going to keep saying they are garbage. They're, they're from that era of the Divas era back then that, you know, uh, AJ uh, Lee pretty much shot in the mouth. But then, you know, WWE decided to punish her because she did a little shoot on that whole woman's roster when they were the Divas, you know. Um they brought her back, and they kind of try to mess that up. They try to bring Ronda Rousey against one of the Bella. I think it was, I forgot which, but Brie or uh, uh, whatever, whoever it is. And luckily, uh, Ronda Rousey was able to beat her. But it goes to show you that look what it, uh, the women's division was at that time. You had, yes, we had the Becky. We had the Charlotte Flair. We had Sasha Banks. We had the, the Huggable Bailey. But there was a great division. Now what you got now? You got nothing. Now, supposedly, you know, there are a couple of females that came up. One of them was Shasi Blackheart, which I'm not a fan of hers. She's not a good wrestler. I don't care what anybody tells me. I've seen the wrestling evolve before she gets to WWE, and she is reckless. And one match she had, I forgot the, who the opponent was, uh, she took a, a two-piece suicide and eight chairs that's all she is the front chairs that's all she is Shotzi Blackheart is not all that Tegan Knox was brought up and this is what I'm saying you could have gave one of the NXT girls a shot at Bianca Belair why not I mean you could have given a shot to Shotzi Blackheart since they love Shotzi Blackheart so much but they didn't do that they did not do that they instead gave it to Carmella it goes to show you they not have not built they put it this way WWE has not bothered to build any division in, in the uh, in both brands, which is Raw and SmackDown. Now, the SmackDown part, of course, they brought back, you know, Jimmy Uso, uh, and I'm going to talk about that also. Um, you know, but they don't concentrate, they only concentrate on one part and they forget about the rest of the product. And then they put the day biggest work on the product and put it one, uh, on the show, and I think the whole show is great. No, it's not. You're not feeding your fans what they want. And that's what WWE does. They don't feed what the fans want. McMahon has gotten to the point like, well, you you wanted Kofi to win the title. You, I gave you that. You want Daniel Bryan to win the title. I gave you that. Now he's not feeding anything to the WWE universe. Well, some of the fans, they know about wrestling. But the rest of the, the WWE, I call it the WWE troves because they don't leave the bubble WWE and they think that everything WWE is great, you know. Um, you know, you, you can't, you cannot uh, stand there and say that the whole product is good, which is not. The, the the best best line that these people use is, "Oh, give it a chance." We've been giving it a chance for the last six years. Okay, what you know, back in the days in two thousand, I think somebody asked, "What was?" When was WWE ever not cartoonish? And I say it was a, between 2003 and 2005. Okay, 2003, they had Evolution. They had Stone Cold Steve Austin as the general manager. They had Shawn Michaels super kicking everybody. Yeah, you had Goldberg at that time, and Goldberg uh, wrestled Triple H for the title. He wrestled Kane. He wrote some Mark Henry, you know, and, and, and it was a good time. You know, 2004, you had Benoit, and I know a lot of people don't like hearing Chris Benoit's name, 
it, it, a wrestling. Oh my God, are you talking about Killer? So what? He was still wrestling. He won the title. He won the tag team titles while he had the world title with Edge. Those were the good times. But WWE, after the John Cena, when they pushed John Cena to the moon and whatnot, now you had this where, you know, the guy, once John Cena became popular, became this big name in the business, WWE didn't bother. <laughs> they didn't bother. They didn't bother to push it. They, they kept giving you John Cena, John Cena, John Cena, John Cena, John Cena, John Cena. And that's when it became stale. CM Punk dropped the big bomb in 2012. And then from there, that's that I would say that pipe bomb changed the course of wrestling because then it opened up doors to other places and they figured, well, here comes a guy. He pretty much uh, put WWE on, the, uh, 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 on notice that, look, they're not going to continue to play the fans out because they're going to know. They know that this we know this is not the only wrestling in the in, in pro wrestling. This is not the only company. There's other companies. And from there, nine years later, where we are right now. Think about it. Nine years later. But WWE still trying to play with people's mind. The fact that, yeah, Bailey Bailey's getting hurt is a big, humongous loss to SmackDown. And even if she was at Raw, it's a big loss. Because the best woman wrestlers they got so far. And a lot of people don't like Rhea Ripley because the way they portray her now. But Rhea Ripley... When she was in NXT, she she was a badass. She's still a badass. It's just the promos they give her. It's horrible. And people get mad. Oh, the promos is horrible. The writers are the one giving her this shit. Bruce Pritchard, fat ass, is giving her this shit. McMahon is okay for her to talk. It's horrible. But real Ripley, when she, you know, if you put a wrestler wrestling the same wrestler all the time, they're going to make that other uh, the champion look stale. Because that's what WWE does. WWE makes their champion look stale. Look at Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley, I mean, he won the title, but who he's been defending the belt at? Most of the time with Drew McIntyre, over and over and over and over again. The tag team championship, uh, first of all, let's talk about the tag team championship stuff. The fact that they made, they said the New Day is the greatest tag team of all time. Are you freaking kidding me? New Day has won the most tag team championships does not make them the best tag team champions in the world. The only reason they're 11-time tag team champions is because they don't have a damn division. Okay? No, I don't care what anybody says. You're not better than the Road Warriors. You're not better than Demolition. You're not better than British Bulldog. You definitely ain't better than the Heart Foundation. Okay? Now, you people are going to be like, oh, but that's old school. It's still the greatest of all time, meaning at any era. New Day is nowhere near that. The Uso, in modern-day era, the Usos are better than them. The only reason that New Day has won all the signs is because they do not have tag team competition. There is no tag team division. They just put two, two guys together and make them look like a team because that's what they do. That's exactly what they do. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, again, Bailey being lost in this whole thing is bad for WWE. Who is going to take over Bailey's spot? Sasha Banks could do it. But Sasha Banks right now, her run as the WWE Women's Champions uh, ended in in uh, in WrestleMania, and the fact that Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair this is this is a to me a positive light that these two women won an ESPY award 
for best moment in WWE. And I agree because that match between Sasha Banks and Bayley, uh, not Bayley, I'm sorry, Bianca Belair was awesome. That's one of the best matches. And I think it was night one they were on. Night one, they they took over the show. It was I was happy for Bianca Belair, but they had overproduced her too with her promos still saying the same thing when she was in WrestleMania, when she was going after the belt. The promos are not great. And, of course, a lot of the wrestling fans, the minute the promo is garbage, they turn on them. That's what they do. They turn on the wrestlers when their promos are horrible. But you can't blame, you can't blame the wrestler. You got to blame the writers. Since WWE got a bunch of writers, they don't have no, none. Some of these wrestlers don't have creative control, and some of them be lying. Talking about they got creative control. You got no creative control. But WWE tells you what to do. And the writers come and give you, oh, you got to say this because Mick McMahon says so. Again, uh, I'm happy that Bianca Belair is the champion, but they are killing her now. Putting Carmella against her, and if Carmella beats her to, uh, on Money in the Bank, it'll, it'll be real stupid. Carmella does not. Her time as world champion came and went. She was not a good champion. She was her, her reign was not memorable. So I don't even think you should even give it to her. But that the fact that Sasha is the only one now for the Four Horsemen and the uh, SmackDown product, and with Bailey out, uh, I don't know what they're gonna do. They brought up Chelsea Blackheart. They brought Tegan Knox, but those two are going for the women's tag team championship. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see. We'll see. Um, so um, another thing, Taboli Tony Storm is coming up to the SmackDown, which I feel bad for her. And the reason I feel bad for her because Tony Storm, uh, if you think about it, she pretty much made her name out of. In the UK, and she was doing her thing. She was in NXT UK. She did great. Then WWE decided to bring her to the States. And you know, if they push her, it's because she's blonde. We all know what WWE does when it comes to these blonde chicks. They look good. She, you know, she's a little thick. You know what I'm saying? She's sexy. But I won't be surprised if they don't push her. Look, they got Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan's another girl there that they should be pushing her to the top. Ruby Riot got let go. Ruby Riot should have been. You know, they should have been together and doing their own thing, and they got let her go. So, you know, what's gonna happen with Tony Storm? The fact that you got Tony Storm coming into SmackDown, it'll be cool. I love Tony Storm. I love how she wrestles. I love everything about her. But you know, you come up to the main roster, they make you change your wrestling abilities, your skills, and nobody could tell me otherwise. Because again, don't make me pull out. The AJ Styles versus Chicken Nakamura Wrestle Kingdom 10 when AJ did like 50 moves and he doesn't even do not even no more than eight now that he's in in WWE. Okay. Because why? Because WWE doesn't want them wrestling the way they used to wrestle outside of WWE because it's not sports entertainment. Okay. And it, it, it's crazy. It's real crazy because, you know, that's why a lot of these wrestlers are gone. They, you know, they let them go because maybe, you know, they, WWE doesn't look at a lot of the wrestlers that they had in the past uh, that they could they didn't know what to do with them, okay? They didn't know what to do with them. You know, that's why Andrade is and uh, Aster Black is now AEW. They lost opportunity on this. And I don't want to hear people talking about, oh, you know, 
they, they they didn't get pushed because they were boring because that's the that's the excuse that a lot of these WWE fans say they were boring. They didn't know how to do a promo. That's the best part. Oh, they don't know. They didn't know how to do a promo. They didn't know how to promo is because promos don't come from the heart. They are written down by these writers who, again, don't have to have pro wrestling experience because the girl said it. They give them this thing. They read it, and that's what they say. So. Anyway, guys, we'll be right back after this. Today's episode is brought to you by Omeo. Omeo is a travel booking platform that makes planning a journey in Europe and North America effortless. Just enter your travel details and Omeo will magically give you the trains, bus, flight, and ferry options for your journey. It's never been simpler to book your first real vacation for 2021. Best of all, using Omeo saves you time and money. That's a win-win in our book. Omeo wants to help you leave your house this summer by offering 5% off your next booking. Just head to omeo.com and use the code OMEOFILE at checkout. Valid until July 31st for new users on all modes of transfer. It's just the pick-me-up 2021 needs. Omeo plan, book, and love the journey. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, what's going on? It's your boy, Jada Red Sante, host of Turnbuckle Tabloid, and you're listening to the Choke Slam Wrestling Report. <laughs> And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, and we're going to talk about more stuff that has happened and uh, news that came in during the week. Uh, an interesting situation, which I'm going to talk about, was Nick Case saying that GCW is the next breed of the ECW wave. We're the best company going right now. I have to disagree because... The era of hardcore wrestling died years ago, okay? The fact that you got wrestlers right now, uh, like Comeback Zone Wrestling. I remember at one point I seen wrestling matches where these guys were pretty much putting their bodies on the line to entertain these, I believe, these hardcore wrestling fans. They think this is cute, that these wrestlers sacrifice themselves and pretty much killed themselves to entertain them. And yeah, they're the first one to say, well, he didn't take a, he could have took a crazier bump. Now, the reason I say that, first of all, that Nick Cage would even even mention and say that um, GCW is the best wrestling company in the world. When, uh, first of all, I saw the Nick Cage uh, Dark Side of the Ring where he nearly uh, killed himself in a match where they had light bulbs all over surrounding the ring. And he took a bump. I don't remember what it was, but he was sliced up and he was bleeding close, almost bleeding to death and whatnot. And he wanted to go back in the ring, tape him up. For what? ECW days of wrestling 
are been dead for almost 20 years. But yet, there's some wrestling companies, they try to bring that back. And yes, people are going to be like, oh, but, but AEW does it. Yes, AEW is another one that I say, why are you bringing these wrestling matches for what? I know uh, John Mosley, when he uh, came, first came in and he was wrestling Kenny Omega, they had a lights out unsanctioned match where bar wires were involved. These guys were stuck on bar wires. They did it again in, um, and I think it was in March when they had that, that exploding bar wire match where the guys who uh, failed to blow the damn ring uh, didn't get paid by Tony Khan because he said they messed up. They fucked up big time because it was supposed to be a bigger explosion. It didn't happen. So the fact that, I mean, one, it's bad enough that you see wrestlers today, especially AEW, with this two-page suicides. They do it. AEW is victim of this, you know. They do the two-page suicide. They take crazy bumps. They do high-risk maneuvers. I mean, it's like wrestling a damn hardcore match anyway because you're taking bumps, unnecessary bumps. And Nick Cage is the hardest hardcore wrestler that I know of in this modern era. And he's talking about GCW is the best wrestling sh- wrestling show in the world. I mean, I saw Joey Janela where I think he power drive some guy from the roof into some uh, light bulbs, uh, uh, fluorescent light bulbs. Two, fluorescent light bulb tubes. Think about that. When you hit that white powder that comes out of that those light, uh, light bulb tubes, you're breathing that, and it's, it's all over your body and your eyes and everything. I'm not, and, I mean, I can't knock the hardcore wrestling fans that maybe they felt, well, when ECW went out of business, it, it went out of business kind of messed up because they, they lost viewers and all that, and it's, ECW was not bad. ECW was, ECW was crazy as ECW can, but that era is gone. And for Nick K saying that they're the best company right now in wrestling, no, they're not. No, they're not. Any they're careless. They're very careless. And if you don't believe me, uh, I think last year when they had uh, Chris Dickinson came out with COVID out of that, man, they talking about that the wrestlers didn't wanna, they didn't want to test themselves. So why have the event? And you know, the president of Game Changer Wrestling. Was like, well, you know, they didn't want to check what? You know, and game changer wrestling is is it's not for me, it's not my cup of tea. It's not something I want to see. I don't care for it. They have had uh, uh they have had a blood sport GCW merges, they have a lot of shows every other month, and they're still around. People still follow them, and because of Nick Cage. Nick Cage, this guy, I mean, he has tortured himself. But if you think about it, but a lot of these stuff that these guys do, they hurt themselves. And then they live with that pain. Then they're taking painkillers. And then if the painkillers not enough, now they're using drugs. If the drugs is not enough, they're using cocaine, heroin. They get they get addicted to a lot of these painkillers. And if you don't believe me that what's going on with with these wrestlers doing these hardcore stuff, I mean, I've seen stuff on videos where guys take a dive. There was one guy who took a dive. Uh, off a uh, high place in some gymnasium and tried to do a, 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 a swan time bomb on a guy on a table. He missed the table completely. And he was almost 25, 30 feet off the ground. Okay? 
and, and all that all this does is just you know bring these idiotic people and, and they, they think they're wrestlers but they want to do a, a hardcore way no you're just shortening your career okay this this is what happens so I want to bring up a situation that happened this past Wednesday in AEW. There was this guy who, um, in the MJF and Chris Jericho segment, this dude, some fat cupcake-eating dude, decided that it was a smart idea on his part to try to jump into the ring and whatnot. And I don't know if he was trying to attack Chris Jericho, or he was trying to attack. I don't know who he was trying to attack, but he was trying to attack. Um, I don't know who he was trying to attack, but this guy, he goes by, if I'm correct. Oh my God, let me see what the guy's name is. Well, anyway, I, I don't, I'm not giving him that. I'm not giving him that. Um, matter of fact, let me see if I can find it here. I'm not giving him no 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 thing uh no name. I'm not giving him no no uh how do you say that? Giving him a spot for his name to be mentioned here. But I know that for a fact he then tweeted after he he tried to jump into the ring on Wednesday in Miami and tried to attack. I don't know who he was trying to attack, Jericho or MJF, but he was knocked out by security right, right away. Justin Roberts took a shot at him. And afterwards, a day later, he wrote at Jim Cornette and at Great Brian Lab, how did you like my AEW debut? I did this for all of us real wrestling fans. Really? You're not a real wrestling fan. You're a fucking moron. Okay? Wrestling is no longer a safe space for friends to dance around and play dress up. Really? Reality can't hit at any time. Did they think it's going to be a fucking playtime forever? First of all, who are you? To say who gets to play playtime and who wants to play, uh, you know, whatever. For you to even attempt to come, I don't know where you're from. I don't know if you're from Florida, Miami, but for you to come to AEW Road Ranger and try to get into the ring to go after Jericho or MJF, all you did was make yourself look real fucking stupid. Because first of all, you didn't even make it. Okay, your fat ass got knocked down by security, okay, and why not? And you didn't make it. What would you think we're gonna do? Go in the ring and was gonna attack Jericho? You would have got your ass whooped. Okay, you would have got your ass whooped by uh, uh, Jericho, you would have got your ass whooped by MJF, and whoever else fights referees would have hit you too. You would have got your ass whooped, but then you had the nerves and then mentioned Jim Cornette in the process. Kenny Omega got into it, uh, Jim Cornette. But Jim Cornette is the one promoting this bullshit, okay? And this is why Jim Cornette had now been in my fucking list of a guy who is bitter, who has nobody wants to hire. He uses his podcast to bring in morons to listen to him and morons to do shit like this that happened on Wednesday, okay? It is sad to actually see wrestling fans attempting to get into the ring to beat up a wrestler? Are you nuts? Or do I have to create a a, 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 a list of times where wrestling fans thought they was cute to get into the ring and got their ass whooped? Okay? In case you, really, you guys haven't watched it, 
Have you seen a match between Stone Cold and Triple H where uh, the guy tried to attack Stone Cold and Triple H, who was the heel at that time, attacked the, ref, the, the, the fan and the top of the Earl Hebner kicked him a couple of times in his face. When Scott Hall and Kevin Nash came into WCW and Hogan turned on Bachelor the Beach, some fat cupcake eating dude came into the ring also, and he got stopped by Scott Hall. Okay? It is ridiculous when you see these wrestling fans thinking that they could get into the ring and then there is no consequences to uh to have you know to be paid for. So one time I saw a WCW event when Raven was sitting in the corner and a fan jumped over the railing, grabbed him by the hair. These wrestling fans, there's something wrong with them. Especially they're getting worse and worse by the fucking day. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't understand it. You know, it's ridiculous. It's very ridiculous to even, you know, think that these people think that they could just go into the ring and do whatever they want, and there's no, uh, there's no, uh, you know, justice to be paid for. You know, the consequences. It's ridiculous. Anyway, let's continue on here. Maria Canellas uh, said, "If Triple H is honest, he knows that WWE isn't the place everyone wants to work, and she is." Correct. She is so let me tell you something. That girl is on point on that one. Okay. She's on point. Because I remember Triple H said the best woman wrestlers, best woman wrestlers in the world work for WWE, which is not true either. Okay. This uh impact has a lot of great women wrestlers. There's other places that they have women wrestlers they can wrestling. I'm not saying that the talent that WWE has is no good, but they don't know how to use them. They all had them in catering. They only put Charlotte. And Charlotte, they call her the greatest woman wrestling. Get the hell out of here. The girl has lost the title 10 times or whatever it's been. I don't know where she got 14 because the last time I counted, she only had, it was 10. So uh, for them to even say that is ridiculous. She said, um, Maria Canales also said recently on a media call before an NXT TakeOver event, the Triple H had made a comment about the currency of the women's wrestling, saying that all the best women in the world work in WWE and if they don't they want to this received some backlash from names in the industry including Thunder Rosa Diana Perrazzo and others Maria said I think if we, he were honest with himself he would realize that they aren't the only place to work anymore and for a lot of people they're not even the place that they want to work I heard a lot of women comment to me and right now Maria Canales is working for the Ring of Honor and she's part of this ruined wild woman's title Tournament in the building, and they got a lot of good wrestlers uh, going after that that the woman uh, the woman's title. So I don't know where these uh, you know you know it's it's crazy. I don't know. It, it's just ridiculous because you know everybody praises Triple H, but sometimes Triple H talk out of his ass. So that, that's that's the way I see it. You know, he always praising WWE, but yet you know when. Supposedly, his father-in-law does something stupid. Now he's upset. Oh, well. You know what? I don't feel sorry for him at all. Uh, also, WWE smacked abusive rose following the episode this past Friday. Supposedly, the bloodline got back together. And supposedly, um, Jay, uh, Jimmy Uso is back. So that that one right there caught me off guard because Jimmy Uso uh, got arrested uh, this week. For drinking and driving, so my question is now: Did the WWE is doing one of the you know? Oh, we don't see it, we don't know what you're talking about type shit because 
this is almost the same shit when uh the accusation on um Bubble Team Dream. They acted like, oh well, you know, this just only accusations, whatever, and they let them work even after the accusations. Now Jimmy Uso uh right now got arrested on Monday, Monday night. And this is not the first time, this is not the second time, this is the third time. And they were say there were a lot of uh uh Dershey that was saying that higher ups were very disappointed with him, and yet the bloodline is together. So he showed up on Friday Night SmackDown, and everything is cool and calm collective. This is what I'm saying. This is why, again, this is why I don't care about WWE because they don't. They, it's like they only look out for who they want to look out. And again, the Anoy family, the Samoans, these people got something of this man. I always say that because. Anytime any of the any of those siblings or cousins or whatever to get themselves in trouble, they only get a little a patting uh smack in the butt, and that's it. If it was somebody else, like a buddy Murphy or, or Cesaro, those guys would have been suspended for 30 days and 60 days. You know, the same thing that happened when I draw just got uh got suspended for supposedly some illegal whatever it was, substance or drug substance, whatever. Anyway, we'll be right back after this. Hi. This is James Rodens from the WNR podcast, and you are listening to the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. we're back guys so here is another uh news that came through was the uh josh barnett on heat with the young bucks they want to be cool heels not actual heels he's talking about when he used to do the new japan pro wrestling on uh was it the i forgot what channel was it um him and jim ross used to do the new japan on fridays and do the over announcing of stuff the Young Bucks were not too happy with Josh Barnett, uh, the way he talked about them, okay? It was an access channel. That's what it was, the channel that M- Impact and Anthem owns now. They said they need to, uh, Josh Barnett said they need to understand that. The problem was that they wanted to be cool. They were heels, and this is when they were in New Japan. They were heels and cheat constantly. So we're going to say that you're despicable and horrible. We didn't say that they sucked. We just say that they are bad guys, and that was their job to be bad guys. No one wants to be actual heel anymore, which I agree with him because uh, wrestling now it has what we call tweeners, where a wrestler is a heel, but the fans are cheering. So you know, and it depends who they face. So now this is the this is what's been going on for years ever since the Stone Cold Steve Austin. I think that's when everything started. Stone Cold Steve Austin back in 96, 97 and became Stone Cold Steve Austin. He was a bad guy, but he was doing stuff that, you know, in our lives, like, you know, his his view with Vince Man made it, you know, I'm going to beat the crap out of my, my boss and I'm going to enjoy doing it. And you're going to cheer for me because I'm beating the shit out of the boss. Something that we all want that we can relate. We want sometimes our bosses could be. You know, paying the butt, and you want to get mad at them, you want to beat the crap out of them. This is what Stone Cold Steve Austin was doing. But if you think about it, 
McMahon at that time was the favorite, but because Stone Cold Steve Austin's popularity became so big that him turning, who was a heel, became a tweener. He was a, a heel and a fan favorite, you know? So this is what was Josh Barnett talking about, that the Young Bucks wanted to be the heel, but they wanted to be a cool heel. And that's what happens to this, to the wrestling industry as of now. You got a lot of heels who want to be cool heels and want people to cheer them, not boo them. You know, real, I think real heels will know that, for example, MJF. MJF is a, this guy can say the worst thing in a bad time and you can't stand him. And this is the thing, wrestling fans are like, oh, I can't stand Kenny Omega. He's an asshole. That's his job. His job is for you not to like him. MJF, another guy, he did not, he does things for him not to like, for you not to like him. He's not going to hug you if you want to do a, 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 a was it uh, a meet and greet? He's probably gonna curse you out. Probably gonna tell you something about your mother or something because he's a heel. He that's that's who he is. A heel. Same thing with the young bucks now. The young bucks does come out to the ring with you know, the crazy ass outfit and they think they they got all this money and you know all that. And you look at them and they look stupid. I can't stand them. But they'll wrestle. But they'll do things for you to hate them. But back then they just wanted to be cool heels. You know. No one wants to be an actual heel anymore. That's what Josh Barnett said in this uh, interview he had. Everyone wants to be a cool anti-hero and sell their merch. And, of course, the Young Bucks sold a lot of merch back then. If you're a heel, be a heel. Don't worry if the fans like you. And if you're a heel, be a heel. If you want to run around and tell people to suck it, people should want to see you get your teeth kicked in. Somebody robbed up the Bucks. I don't know how. They would get in Twitter fight constantly anyway. So I never had a discussion with them. I would constantly cover for them. They would do this crazy stuff that gets a two count. I didn't want people to think it was weak or hope spot or you know just them getting their shit in. I don't want to believe I don't want to belittle what they're doing. If they hit it perfectly, then the match is over. But I will say they were tired or, or sweaty or only got a piece of it. So Pretty much what they're saying is that, you know, somebody must have got in the ear and said that Josh Barnett was talking bad about them, and they will go on Twitter and get into it with Josh Barnett back and forth, uh, all talk about it, and Josh Barnett probably didn't even bother to to go at it. And nobody wants to mess around with Josh Barnett because Josh Barnett is the real thing. Ask Jay White. Jay White decided to throw uh, uh, Juice Robinson in 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 a match. Um, in LA, I think it was in LA. Um, it was one of New Japan shows here in the United States in LA, and he threw uh, Jay White threw uh, Juice Robinson directly toward where Jim Ross was at, and the whole gate came in pushing um, Jim Ross down. And Josh Barnett jumped over the railing and was about to beat the crap out of Jay White. So Jay, you know, Josh Barnett is the real shit. This guy is no joke. So. Buddy Murphy says WWE booking affected his love of wrestling. Details Vince McMahon's talks. And Buddy Murphy, wherever he goes right now, he's going to be a great talent. WWE, again, that's one of the wrestlers that WWE did not know how to use them. Put him in a stupid-ass storyline with Rey Mysterio's daughter, thinking that was going to get him over as a fan favorite. I mean, he did the Messiah thing with... With Seth Rollins, but we knew he wasn't going to go nowhere. The WWE didn't know what to do with him. So he talked about this 
where he said Alistair Black wasn't even on television for a while, and he came back with his new character and has been yet started playing. Uh, he wasn't showing up at TV. He didn't have to be present at TV. Once my storyline with the Mysterious got dropped overnight without being told, I was showing up at TV every week. I was there. You have two guys in a similar position. One gets to stay home, and I have to come in. I felt like they were rubbing my nose in it. Oh, you love oh, you love wrestling? You can't do it. All I want to do is perform, contribute to earn my paycheck. I want to do what I hunt for 15 years. I felt like whether they did it intentionally, I don't know, and I don't think so. But I felt like they were rubbing my nose. You want to be a biggest? You want to be in the biggest wrestling company in the world and perform in that ring? Well, hit here. I'm sorry. Well, here it is, and you made it. But you're not allowed to do what you love. It's bittersweet, and that made me turn away from the product a bit. He mentioned, Buddy Murphy said he didn't even bother to look at the damn product. He would look at little bits and bits and pieces in YouTube. That's the same thing I do now. I don't bother. You think I'm going to stand, sit down for a Monday night and watch wrestling for three hours? You got to be crazy. You got to be out of your mind if you think I'm going to do that. And I'm sure that Buddy Murphy did the same thing. And this is the thing with the fans. Fans will understand, if a wrestler don't want to come to WWE, it's because they saw what's going on in the product, okay? I mean, you look at it, and look, they, they had Andrade's. They had Alistair Black, who's now, uh, what is it, Malachi Black. They had Marty Murphy. All three of these guys wrestled their asses off. They got good wrestling skills. Buddy Murphy had a great match with Roman Reigns at one point. He had a great match with, uh, I forgot, it was Cesaro, one of those. Uh, John Cena, I think it was, one of those. He had a great matches. WWE didn't know what to do with them. That's what it, that's the problem. Andrade is another guy. Andrade with Selena Vega. They had him and they had uh, uh, Angel Garza, and they broke that up real quick. They didn't even give him a chance. And Paul Heyman was behind that to move them up. And the WWE said no. And I love it because now... This past Wednesday, we saw what happened. Alistair Black or Malachi Black showed up. And, I mean, again, I'm going to say it again. He had me jumping like a mark in my house because I was like, wait a minute. Does he have a 90-day clause? WWE effed up on that because then it comes to find out that they left a, a type error. They didn't put the 90-day clause. They put a 30-day clause, and his 30-day clause was done. So he showed up at AEW. And soon enough that he showed up, you had all these little trolls on Twitter coming out of nowhere and saying, oh, I hope that Cody Rose, you know, uh, puts him over. Really? This ain't WWE. It's AEW, okay? I'm sure uh, Cody Rose is working with him probably because he figured, well, you know what? Now, I, I already did what I did. I pushed a couple of guys. Now, he's going to try to go and wrestle the big guys. Now, I'm sure that Cody Rose is going to give him a win like he did with Brody, Brody Lee before he passed away, this is going to happen again. And said, so you know what the problem is? That wrestling fans want, oh, he's got to get over. No. Long-term storylines, if you guys don't remember, okay? That's the problem with WWE. They don't have long-term uh, long storylines, so they got you already programmed that things got to go right away. Boom, 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 boom. And that's why they're suffering because they don't have long-term storylines. The only things right now, long-term storylines that's working right now is Roman Reigns. With the Usos, but how long is that going to last? Because that's going to get, that's going to become boring sooner or later, okay? Because you remember, you got to have 
uh, a cliffhanger after right now he got the got the bloodline back together. You know, so we'll see. We'll see. So uh Mike Bennett said that they were talked about him being sister Ab- being sister Abigail and Abigail being the buzzer. <sighs> Folks, let me tell you something. There goes to show you what WWE was planning to do. Bray Wyatt had the puppets, and they were uh, Bennett and Eric Young were going to be the ones talking behind the puppet, and then the puppets were going to come to life within and would bring Mike Bennett and Eric Young in the fold. So early on, when Bray Wyatt turned into the fiend, okay, Vince was always high on having Bray lead a group for some reason. He always wanted him to lead a group. That's what Bennett said. We're about a week away from making it happen where me and Eric Young were going to be part of Bray Wyatt's group. We were going to actually be, they were going to bring to life the puppets. Each puppet was going to represent an actual person. I don't remember. I don't remember. There was talk that I was going to be Sister Abigail. What? <laughs> and Eric Young was going to be the buzzer. It was one of those things where, where you guys would play these characters He's portraying them as puppets in the Firefly Funhouse, but then they'll come to life. I thought it was really cool. I was ready to sink my teeth into it, but then, like most of there, right before it happens, they're like, oh, yeah, we're not doing that anymore. You're like, oh, oh, okay, cool. That will have really been a cool spot, but I guess I'll go sit in catering. And again, this is what happens in WWE. This is what happens in WWE. And people have the nerve and the audacity to come out of nowhere and be like, especially when it comes to my stuff, they be like, oh, you are a WWE hater. Listen, folks, I just told you what they wanted to. Mike Bennett, who's a ring of honor right now, and Eric Young, who leads Violent by Design and Impact, who they hold the World Impact World Tag Team titles. This is what they wanted them to do. Mike Bennett, great wrestler. Eric Young, veteran, great wrestler, and you wanted these guys to be uh, part of the puppet. Mike Bennett being Sister Abigail, come on. Listen, there's there's enough proof to show here that you guys who support the WWE by any cost, okay, and you say, oh, this is some great shit, you're the reason why the product is what it is today because I'm sure – yeah, WWE don't listen probably to people who don't want certain stuff happening because it don't make sense and makes no logic. But they'll listen to the ones that be like, oh, there's some great shit. You know? It's, it's stupidity. I mean, like, I'm, I mean, I cannot wait. I cannot wait when they go live. I think it's next week, I think, is when they're going to go live. They're going to be on, on live with audience. Come on. Well, you know, and, and, and the funny thing is that I, I heard somebody say once uh, Bailey got hurt, that they saw a big storyline coming out of that. Listen, maybe, you know, I respect I respect that that's what you're hoping for. Well, let's be realistic. Do we really have hope for WWE? Every time we put the hopes that they're going to turn around the corner, they'll give you maybe two or three matches of a great pay-per-view. But then when they go to Raw and the next night it's garbage, are we really hope you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of when Impact was so bad in 2013. When AJ left and then Bobby Roode left and Samoa Joe left. I remember I used to watch Impact and I hope and I pray and wish, oh, I hope they get better. 
I hope they do a good show. I hope their pay-per-view is great. I hope, hope, hope until the end I gave up. And I went, I said, you know what? What the hell am I going to keep looking at Impact? Well, I could watch Ring of Honor. I could watch New Japan. You know what I'm saying? And now I got so many options. I don't need to watch just one product. Because remember, back then, between 2010 and 2019, okay, we only had two, really three products. We had Ring of Honor, if you had the channel for the Ring of Honor. You had Impact, which you got it if Spike TV back then. And then you had WWE, Monday Night Raw, and SmackDown. So I'm glad that there's more options now, you know? So, and speaking about options, New Japan Pro Wrestling had their summer struggle uh, night one and night two. Night one, we saw um, Desperado retain his belt by being Taiji Ishimori, and it looks like Robbie Eagle is coming back to New Japan, and he challenged uh, Desperado for the IWGP Junior Tag Team Championship. So that is cool. Then this morning, the change of titles. The new, we got a new IWGP Tag Team Champions, and we're talking about the new champion. Tetsuya Naido and Sonata became the new IWGP Tag Team Champion by the famed Dangerous Tekker, Tai Chi, and Sag Saber Jr. And now the Ingobernables of Habon, okay, who uh, were the dominant faction back two or three years ago, now hold the world title and the world tag team titles in New Japan Pro Wrestling. So right now, I'm, I'm happy the way New Japan is going. Uh, Ibushi did not participate in those two nights events because he uh, had the effect of the COVID-19 uh, vaccine. He had the effect and he was he had to pull out of that event. So uh, hopefully Cody Ibushi uh, will get better uh, soon. But, you know, but this uh, this is it, guys. There's not a lot of stuff going on in wrestling um, tonight. They'll have best in the world, Ring of Honor. I'm definitely already bought the show, so I'll definitely, most likely, I will be talking about this on Thursday or Sunday of next week. But it will be covered, Ring of Honor. Uh, it looks like the card is very. It's going to be very good. The uh, guy Jay Lethal versus Brody King. You got Bandito versus Roosh for the world title. You have, um, I believe, uh, Jonathan Gresham is wrestling. I forgot who he's wrestling. Uh, no, Mike Bennett is wrestling Jonathan Gresham for the pure title. You're going to have uh, Tony Deppin defending his uh, Ring of Honor TV title against Dragon Lee. You're going to have um, uh, EC3 versus, uh, oh, my God, Flip Gordon. So it's, it's going to be a good, I mean, the card looks decent. So that's going to be at 8 o'clock if you guys want to check it out. Honor Club, or you could check it out on Fight TV. It's only like $30. It's not bad for a pay-per-view. So I bought it for $30, and, you know, I try to catch up on Ring of Honor. I don't watch Ring of Honor every week. There's a lot of wrestling going on, but when I do, I, I like to see what's going to go on and what's the car look like. It's the best in the world. I can't wait for them to start bringing in the fan. So, and then everything will be new normal. That's what we're going to call it, new normal. So, Thanks again, guys, for listening to my show today. That is it for today. Again, guys, and remember, I also, if you guys cannot find me in, I mean, which I doubt, but if you guys can't find me in the um, in the podcast as far as audio podcasts or, or YouTube podcasts or whatever, 
I'm also available at uh, thewrestlingindex.com. Thewrestlingindex.com is my boy, Tim, Tim King. He has a whole lot of uh, uh, details about shows that are coming up, MLW, Impact, anniversary. He covers all the stuff. Uh, and he also has a bunch of podcasters that you guys can listen to, including some of the guys from a Jonas Network in there. Uh, Straight Up Alliance is in there. I think Turnbuckle, Turnbuckle uh, Arms is in there also. So I'm part of that. So if you guys want to check it out, there's a long list there of podcasts that you can check it out. Check out also Tim's um, um, website in there. Uh, again, thewrestlingindex.com. He covers a lot of a lot of promotions there what's going on and whatnot so also guys if you want to follow me you can follow me on uh, facebook instagram and twitter but you can also follow me on apple on the audio podcast apple spotify iHeartRadio, um i uh what is it uh iHeartRadio, pandora uh stitcher google podcast spotify any major audio podcast that you guys like to listen to your favorite show also guys don't forget the home of the chokesland wrestling report the website tcwr.veryimpressive.com guys i sell i have merchandise there i have t-shirts and i have the baseball cap in there guys check it out share it with friends i mean you know so you want to support the podcast this is a great way to support the podcast you know um and again i, I you know once again I, I keep saying it i appreciate all the love and all the support everybody's giving me and all over the world internationally I'm, I'm, I'm everywhere so if you guys want to continue to support the podcast i appreciate it. until then guys um if you guys could um you know follow me on youtube channel also i got a youtube channel the chokes are listening report so guys check that out when you get a chance until then guys be safe and i will see you guys on thursday for the aew dynamite review